Hey guys, I just want to note that we recorded this episode on Wednesday. This was before the Tokyo Olympics fired their opening ceremony director for making Holocaust jokes. Welcome to Wax Half Full episode 36. This is a special Olympics episode of the podcast, a, a little departure from our usual rambling because somewhere between the plague of oysters ruling the Olympics and the stories about School children being forced to bring Coca Cola to games. I felt like we need to do a deep dive on why these Olympics are very fucked up. Ads, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, by the way, the Olympics are on Thursday.、Uh, oh, they are. Is, yeah, so. Which is Wednesday night, American time? No,、right. no. I, I'm confused. I'm confused, right? So, so some of the Olympics has already started, right? So, like, the soccer and stuff has started? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a logistical thing. It's a dumb thing they've done forever where they had the big opening ceremony on a certain day, but the, they have so many events that they actually have to start off. And people start winning medals before the ceremonies. That happens. Like, events end before that. that that's just weird. That's already weird to me. But yeah, yeah. like,、um, so we all know that Tokyo Olympics, are they still calling it the 2020 Tokyo Olympics or are they calling it the 2021?、Yeah. No, it's 2020. Yeah, nice.、No, just like the Euros. I found that hilarious how all the signs said 2020 Euros. So, it's just gonna, all the signs are going to say 2020 Olympics because nobody could be fucked reprinting signs. Is that correct?、Uh, yeah, and I guess, I guess the branding is a little bit annoying and redoing all that stuff. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, this was supposed to happen last year. Didn't happen last year. And now we're here in 2021. And it's still going for some reason, even though basically、yeah. nobody wants it. Yeah, anyway, doing the research, I, I sort of thought, I sort of wondered, is this, this Olympics particularly fucked up or is this literally every Olympics and we're just interested in this one specifically? So it could be the case, honestly, that every Olympics was this fucked up and terrible and we're just focusing on right now. So I don't want to be unfair to, to Tokyo Olympics. This could just be an Olympic thing and not specifically a Tokyo thing. But yeah, let's, let's start. Well, let's start with the opinion poll. So you, you said you're against it, which puts you in very,、uh, very. Not, not an unpopular opinion, I gotta say, being against Olympics. So, Japanese research firm Ipsos Mori, I think it's a Japanese firm, maybe not. Actually, you know what, maybe it's not. It's, it's a, whatever, it's a research firm that does polls around the world. And they found that 78% of people, of Japanese people, were against holding the Olympics. And、uh, let's go down this、uh, chart. So, they poll people from about 20 different countries about whether the Tokyo Olympics should go ahead. Japan, 78% shouldn't. 22% say it should. The only country that's more against it is、uh, Japan's internal rivals, South Korea, who, who 86% said it shouldn't go ahead. 14% shouldn't.、Uh, let's see Australia. Australia is 59% against and 41% for. So you are in a、uh, majority, but not an overwhelming majority for your yeah, country. I'm actually surprised about that. Australia is.、Um... Pretty Olympics crazed, especially. I guess we've lost it's lost its luster since the 2000 Olympics, but that、mm. might increase as we get closer to Brisbane Olympics in 2032. The one thing that I wanted to note was that the fact that Turkey was the only country, I don't know if it was the only country, but it was the most positive. Oh, Turkey. Well, yeah, no, no. Yeah, the countries but... that, are, that are over 50%, so where it's like, you know, agree is over 50%, is United States 52, India 54, Italy 58, Poland 60, Russia 61, Saudi Arabia 66, Turkey 71. So Turkey, like by a substantial margin, is the most in favor of. And I don't know if that's because、uh, maybe people really like sports. Maybe the Olympics is like a huge ratings draw there.、Okay. It's a bigger, it's I actually a know why.、Roster. I know why. Oh, 
you know? I know why. Yeah. So I spoke to my friends about this way before, like unrelated to this. But in Turkey, if you win a gold medal in Turkey, like it's because it's such a massive thing and the government gives you a house and they pay you for the rest of your life. You get paid a salary from the government for the rest of your life. Yeah, but that's an athlete thing. Like this is like this was Wait, like a poll. I don't of, know like, any other country like, that does that. No, but this was a, this was a poll of like nineteen thousand people. Like, yeah, like but, random people. but that gives it so that gives it esteem, like connected to the government in terms of esteem, beyond just being I mean, like a hey, you want a gold medal, have a photo with the prime minister, now fuck off. Yeah, I, I know definitely for Korea back when Korea was a much more uh, poor country and they really wanted people to give people some national pride, they would also give you like a big pension. I don't think give you a house, but there was like a lot of money involved if you won. I don't know if it still exists. Well, the, the it's thing probably Korea, is yeah. Korea's um, uh, if you I know if you win like the World Cup or the Asian Games, you get exempt from um, military service. Yeah, that's big. That's big is, that, too. is that still yeah, for that's... Olympics as well? Yeah, yeah. If you medal, if you yeah, get okay. a bronze or higher, but there's also some money behind it. Like, people don't talk about it much anymore because I think dude, it was probably a lot of money back in the day when Korea was poor, and now it's probably not that much. But you do get some kind of like like, uh, like for life pension okay. for yeah. winning a bit, for medaling. But anyway, uh, there's there's another the poll did another thing where it says they specifically measured your interests, whether you know regardless of whether you're for holding it or against it, like how interested you are. So basically. Uh, for Australia, it's thirty five percent said not interested at all, and sixty five percent are like some degree of interested, and only eighteen percent of Australians are very interested. I don't know if like eighteen is, is it, I don't know if that's a lot or a little, but that that is the number that say say they're very interested. But I'm kind of surprised because Australia is historically very good at the summer games, so I thought this number will be higher. But I, I don't know, maybe I overestimate the importance of sports there. Yeah, I think the thing with Australia is the fact that they've that we've kind of been on a trajectory of suck lately. And the other thing with Australia is the fact that a lot of Olympic sports used to be uh, broadcasted like on national te- television, like free to air television, uh, like like say say swimming and stuff. But like even outside of the Olympics, like just normal like competitions. But a, lo- a lot of that's been locked behind, you know, pay to you know p- pay TV, which which kind of like has fucked a lot of sports actually recently. And and I guess swimming. And some other sports are kind of like that, but yeah, I, I find I did find that surprising. I thought I thought it'd be a lot higher. Yeah. So so for Japan itself, it's actually interesting. So so we said that it's over. So seventy eight percent of people said it shouldn't be held. If you look at an interest poll, only thirty eight percent of people say they're not interested at all. And it's like you know, so that that means that people are saying you know if it's going to be held, you know, we'll, we'll still. It's not like we're not going to watch it. Yeah, we just we just and you know those two aren't like you know mutually exclusive. You can be against it, but you can also say, hey, whatever. If you're going to have it, I'll watch it anyway. So, so that 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 that's not necessarily for critical. I'm just saying it, that that can be a thing. So let's examine uh, why exactly people might be <laughs> might be against holding the Olympics. So obviously, there's the COVID situation. Um, as have you checked out the latest Japan COVID stats? Yeah, there was like three thousand five hundred cases or something like that. Some five hundred odd cases in Japan yesterday. A day. They're on like their fifth wave right now, right? And they're yeah. still under testing because the government. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. they're they're not into entire testing thing. Yeah. So yeah, a couple of we- a couple of weeks ago, basically because they had they had to declare yet another state of emergency, and thus they cannot have uh they cannot have spectators in the stadiums. Mm-hmm. So basically, it's at a point where it's like, yeah, like, what is what is the point? Yeah, well, at first they wanted 
obviously they wanted overseas visitors, which is like, I guess the big thing, because when I was in Japan in 2018 even, they had signs up for Olympics. They were fixing like Shibuya Station. They were like doing like upgrades and stuff like that. So this is like a big endeavor beyond just like a a national, what do you, what do you call it? infrastructure upgrade for national users, right? Like the big thing for the Olympics and World Cup and other premium um events obviously they had the um they had the rugby world cup in 2019 which was like kind of like a primer for that um is the fact that you have a massive influx of tourists and you need the infrastructure to transport these tourists not only from you know the airport to their hotels but then from their hotels to the variety of locations and a lot of these locations due to the nature of the various sports aren't in centralized locations like it's very difficult to have a central location for all sports right like just because of there's like running and there's canoeing there's you know rapid water racing like there's all all these kind of things where it's just uh, like not viable to have them in the same place like even sydney which has like a massive complex which i still go to relatively frequently frequently had a massive complex for so many sports they still had to go to other locations in sydney um to do some sports they're like just not feasible so there's a massive infrastructure upgrade for foreign visitors which i guess you know like all governments are going to like post it as hey we we're upgrading this for our foreign visitors but afterwards you guys reap the benefits right yeah i I mean that's that's one of the things that i feel like so it, since I think Athens, it's been one of those things where the uh, people have been really into researching or doing these papers on, does it really help the economy? And I think ever since Athens, like I, I've seen like like any like number of papers or studies or like you know articles saying, yeah, it actually fucks you over. You you pay like ten billion plus dollars for this. Oh, this is not just Olympics, by the way. This applies yeah, to like the World Cup and, and other events. It's it's as it's basically saying if you don't already have an infrastructure in the stadiums built already, you lose a ton of money. But so that this is not Japan specific. I think Japan, in terms of costs, I think just came in a bit low. They really only had to the main thing they had to to, to build in terms of stadiums was the main Olympic stadium, the, the national stadium, which had some controversy to it. Actually, we we should get to that. Yeah. Let, let, let me just go through like a a short timeline of the things they they fucked up uh, on the way. On the way to just getting here, so basically they they were they were due to build a stadium. To basically they were going to demolish the old the national stadium that they used for the previous Olympics and build a new one. And so, and like three years in, they had to they had to so they hired the British architect Zaha Hadid to design it, and they scrapped the design in 2015 because it was going to be upwards of like two billion dollars. Like, it was getting into the $3 billion territory to build this. And people were like, this design kind of sucks. I, I think it was well described as a uh, giant bike helmet. Yeah. So eventually, uh, so eventually, uh, th- so it went through, a, it went through a, a, this ordeal of finding a Japanese contractor to do it instead. And then they couldn't do it. So Shinzo Abe, our prime minister at the time, had to say, okay, okay, well, fuck this. We're going to scrap the plan again and start a new plan. So they finally got it done with with a new design. It cost about one point three, one point four billion dollars, and so so there was like an entire ordeal just getting the stadium done. Yeah. So, but by the so, way, like this, all this fiasco happened after they'd already demolished the, the original stadium. Yeah. So so they didn't even like yeah. wait and then like demolish and start building. There was like a lull period. Yes. 
Well, they they got it done, and you know, it actually fucked up the plans for the aforementioned Rugby World Cup. They had to hold it in Yokohama, which is fine. Yokohama is a good stadium, but but the Yokohama, the Rugby World Cup was supposed to be like this big showcase for this fancy new yeah. stadium, and they they couldn't they couldn't do that because it got done late because they had to, they canceled their plans, restarted their plans, canceled their plans again, and so yeah, they couldn't hold it there. All right, so some some this is a more minor scandal, but in 2015 they had to scrap the official logo because of plagiarism claims so basically they hired some famous designer and what happened was he says he says i didn't plagiarize it but he was accused by a belgian designer plagiarizing uh his his logo from something else and so this continues to happen this is going to be a through line through a lot of the controversies for for, for at least a couple of the controversies where so the, the the designer said you know what i didn't do anything wrong but because I'm causing a societal stir, because I'm bringing controversy, I will resign and we will remove this logo because we don't want the controversy. It's saying, no, it's like, no, 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 we didn't do anything wrong. This definitely isn't plagiarism, but we'll act as if it was plagiarism because it's it's bad for us. So I, so I don't know if that's a typically Japanese thing or if that's a thing that everyone does in this situation, but that 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 was kind kind of kind of sketchy. Yeah, I, I guess the thing is. Like rather than have controversy, it's easy to just have the person resign while not admitting fault, and that way, like you save yourself and also save the company. Yeah, yes, because this happens again in March of 2019 when the head of the Japanese organizing committee resigns because he was being uh, investigated by their friends for corruption in how Tokyo was chosen to, uh, as the next summer games, and basically the case was that. That he through a shell company was paying someone else's shell company, which belonged to this power broker in the IOC, who and th- and this guy eventually did end up getting uh, arrested. The guy who the guy who was getting paid ended up getting arrested for his involvement in hiding the Russian doping scandal. So, so yeah, so the guy who was getting paid, allegedly getting paid, I should say in this case, because I don't think I don't know if anything's been proven here. Was yeah, definitely a corrupt dude who has been re- who's been receiving bribes to do shady shit for a long time. So this guy, uh, the committee's head at the time, uh, the Japanese organized committee president, Jinekazu Takeda, said he's innocent, but because uh, because um, he was didn't want to bring controversy, didn't want to bring scandal, didn't want to bring any bad attention to the Olympics, he decided he will resign despite being innocent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, yes. Yeah, so I, that, I that's, mean, that's just to, like note, like there there is always going to be corruption, like like an air of corruption in in the process of you know getting a a bid accepted for a game as big as a competition as big as the olympics like to say that this is unique to the japanese olympics is it's at the at the very least highly unlikely if not completely facetious so like yeah it happened but it probably happened in every other olympics bid as well yeah, that, that's one case where this is probably not like a uh, Tokyo specific criticism. This is this this is like uh, just a general general Olympics criticism. So it it is what it is. Yeah. All right. All right. What's so next? what's next on the list of just <laughs> shit shows? Okay, okay. Okay. So so after uh so after Takeda resigns, he's replaced by Yoshiro Mori as the new uh, president of the organizing committee. And uh, Yoshiro Mori is um, is famously ex prime minister of Japan. He's like eighty plus years old. 
he is the definition of like a out of touch boomer and he's he's basically he's already famous for 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 his gaffes he he says shit he shouldn't say already yep so whatever he he replaces Takeda and he's good for like maybe like nine months ten ten months and then in February of uh, of this year you know six months whatever five months ahead of the actual Olympics he has to resign because of his comments and uh, okay so apparently in some sort of internal meeting he he said. Women have a strong sense of rivalry. If one raises her hand to speak, all the others feel the need to speak too. Everyone ends up saying something. So yeah, this is something he said in like not you know like a semi-public meeting about uh, working with women in, in a group environment. So obviously this got out. It created created a huge controversy, and um, he sort of tried to like like uh, hold this position for a while, apologizing and retracting his comments, saying you know I was wrong, you know that you know you shouldn't say that about women, yada yada yada. But but uh, apparently. Eventually, the the public pressure was so strong he had to eventually resign. Yeah, which 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 is a big thing. I th- I think this dude w- was um the the weird thing about this this dude was one of the few that actually got like worldwide media attention out of the ones we said like uh, like yeah. even people who weren't like necessarily you know super into the Olympics, whereas this, the other stories. I think this one got like extreme traction on the internet, and I think yeah, I, without that maybe he survives like- it. I, yeah, I feel like Olymp- like Olympic corruption is just like everyone's like, yeah, that happens. Although I don't, I don't know, I feel like people would also wouldn't be so surprised that like eighty year old year old man has like sexist thoughts. I, I yeah, don't know well, why they were so surprised every, by it. No one's surprised by it, but they just want him to you know be a bit more Dis- discreet, discreet with his uh, with his opinions, right? Uh, funny thing yeah. is, I just I looked him up again. Now he's back in the news for some more stuff. Earlier this oh, what, year, what did he say. He said uh, one of his staffers, a female political staffer, was too old to call a woman. <laughs> oh my god! Be god. Uh, I'm okay. sorry. So, what? That's what he said. You age out of being able to be called a woman. Yeah, clearly, according to yeah. Mori, that's that's how it works. Oh, okay. All right then. Uh, okay. 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 So, so there was actually also a scandal once Mori resigned. He tried to like. So once he knew he was being being uh, booted, he tried to under the table go to one of his old like buddies. I think his old mayor of Tokyo, who was a fellow like uh, 80, 80 plus year old like old man, and he tried to hand it off to under the table. And obviously that didn't work. People are like, "What the fuck are you doing?" So they actually ended up, you know, appointing someone who is uh, like, you know, it's what happens in these cases, right? Like, like a man gets gets fired for making sexist comments. You, you got you gotta bring in the most progressive candidate possible. So they actually brought in um, a seven-time former Olympian. I don't know how you compete in seven Olympics. I don't know what, what kind it of... It must have been in like... I, I was reading about um one Brazilian player who'd been in five or six Olympics straight. But he must have been in like yes. some sport like shooting. But yes, they they bought in his polar opposite, basically. They bought in, you know, because Rory's not an athlete. They bought in a seven-time former Olympian, someone who's been working in the Olympics industry, sports industry for a while. Uh, a, a woman, not like well, younger than him, I guess. Like she, I think she was in her 50s. So, uh, yeah, she, was, she was a speed skater and cyclist. Yeah, so so they basically brought in his polar opposite as much as possible to try to like save face, and and she's been doing fine, I think. And I, I haven't, I looked her up just to see if like this uh, this cursed lineage of being the the Japanese uh, organizing committee president has some sort of, if she's inherited the curse. She seems fine, although then again, the limits are about to happen, so you know there's plenty of room for things to go wrong. Yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Oh, and, and just as an aside for this, I don't want to go get sidetracked too much into this, but 
I, f- I feel like the reason why Mori got booted was because the initial translation of this article, which was done by AFP, which is a, uh, I think it's a, it's a French outlet, but they uh, publish in English. So basically there is a, a Japanese um, a term you use, like, like something, something like motto, which is like, uh, which got translated into, he was calling them annoying. So basically like, uh, this is just going into like Japanese weep territory, but yeah. Like there's a way you you can translate it where it says it's annoying because women won't stop talking. Like there's a way you can sort of like translate it that way, but that's not how that's how the AFP sort of translated it. But then in the later articles, if you look at all the other Western media, they don't use that because they realize okay, that's actually not sort of how it means literally. But yeah, that's yeah. the one that went. But that's the one. That's the one which went viral. I mean, ultimately his point was that you know like, like when women talk, there's a problem. So it doesn't really matter what his verbiage was, but. That specific translation, I think, helped it go viral in a way that led to his inevitable firing. Yeah, I definitely think that that could happen. But like, ultimately, you're right. The, the eventual like conclusion of his comments is the same, regardless of the translation. But maybe it doesn't go viral, and maybe he survives if he if he gets right. translated differently. Okay, let, let's look at some more more shit that went wrong. So they angered the, uh, the the politicians in Tokyo because back in 2019, they were like, you know what? Japan's like really hot in the summer. We didn't think about that. So we're going to move the uh, longest events, the longest outdoor events to Sapporo, where it's uh, way up north. So they basically angered everyone in Tokyo, all the Tokyo politicians for moving the marathon. And the marathon, I don't know if you guys are avid Olympic fans, but it's like, it's one of the most prestigious events. Yeah, it ends it the Olympics, basically. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. the last event. So you're sending the last event to like, like basically like I don't know is it like 200 miles north? It, it's quite it's quite away from Tokyo. Yeah, Tokyo is like so they, 35 degrees in the summer and very high humidity, and and Sapporo is like 25 degrees usually. Like it doesn't get very hot right. comparatively. Yeah, it's way further north. So they angered everyone by doing that, and then now it's coming back to to bite them in the ass because on a per capita basis, uh, Sapporo, Hokkaido now has more COVID than Tokyo. So yeah, there we go. Excellent. Yeah, there you go. It, yep. Okay. Uh, according to according to the article I read, this is a bit old, but uh, it has uh, the second highest per capita COVID nineteen rate in Japan, forty three percent higher than in Tokyo. So yeah, yeah that, that's that shit kind of happens. All right. Uh, do we do we want to go into? Okay, okay. So, and this this is like a little bit. Um, so this is another this one. This is also sexist news. So not not only did the uh, the you know, the president had to resign, but the creative chief resigned in March, about a month after Mori resigned, because he made a pitch. Okay, uh, how do I describe this? So, so uh, do, you, do you know who Naomi Watanabe is? No, I've never heard of him. Okay, so Naomi Watanabe, she is a actress and comedian and a designer. And she's, uh, she's a celebrity who they, they, she's big enough that they, they, they pegged her to uh, perform in the opening ceremonies. And this creative, uh, the creative chief, who, you know, who's in charge of it, says, hey, you know, okay, so let me read this. On Wednesday, weekly magazine Shukan Bunshun reported that creative director Hiroshi Sasaki had suggested that actress and comedian Naomi Watanabe, who was slated to perform during the opening ceremony in July, should appear as a pig, giving his own idea the portmanteau Olympic. Okay, and uh, th- this matters because she's a she's like she's a plus size actress. She her I think her fashion brand is also oriented toward like a it's like plus size fashion. Yeah, and and so apparently this guy he he 
put it out in basically a group chat in a, in a group line in a group disc not discord but you know a group in the line and everyone in the chat was like dude like what the fuck and apparently it was, it was so bad that it, it didn't stay behind closed closed doors the people in the chat were like dude like, like what are you talking about so he also had to resign and uh yep that that's second second high resignation in two months and this is still like four months left to the olympics yeah they're, they're on a roll here they really are like they're, they're on a roll and i, I just want to keep that role going because i want to yeah. talk about the honestly this one just seems so fucked up to me this one on july 19th yeah, was, this one actually made the this one actually made the this one made the uh, western news the yeah. international news again. Yeah. Three days ago, opening and closing ceremony composer steps down due to past remarks about bullying. So Keigo Oyamada, most famously known as Cornelius or as part of his group, uh, what was the group called again? I forgot the group's name. Something jacket. Yeah, flip, flippers, flippers guitar, flippers guitar. Yeah, yeah, he's he's big. He's like the progenitor well, he's of actually Shibuya a- so, oh, so he's actually like a big, like star. Massive. He's, he's massive. He... Even in the West, he's massive. Okay. 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 Well, I, well, I don't know about it, but then again, I'm very, uh, I'm very, I'm a philistine about music. So you yeah. would say, like, in ter- in terms of like Japanese rock music, he is like one of the like, what, one of the icons, founding of, fathers. Yeah, of of Shibuya, definitely. Yeah, like okay. So I was surprised at this. But basically, what happened was he has stepped down from becoming the opening and closing ceremony composer. Yeah. No, no. Well, he he already was. So, well, we'll get into this later. But I, I think he's he's probably already composed the music. Yeah, probably. He's probably already composed the music, but he stepped down because of like I, I don't know. He would probably have been on stage, I guess. But he, he also stepped bit, down. Yeah. Yeah, but, but yeah, he's stepping down obviously because symbolic reasons. I don't know if they'll keep using his music. I imagine they will because he can't really compose like <laughs> all this. I don't know. Maybe you can. Maybe you you can, you can get a rush job done. Who knows. But yeah, let, let, let's go to like what what, I, what he actually said. Sorry. So yeah, he said uh, what happened was he had made some comments in the 1990s uh, where he described abusing fellow classmates with apparent disabilities while at school. Um, you know, this is in like a interview with like a music magazine, basically. Like, and he was very like, just like, casually talking about his past and just like yeah. laughing about stuff he used to do in the past. Yeah. So CNN, BBC, and some other Western media. Thought the specific nature of the bullying was too vulgar to specify. Luckily, yeah, I we have. That was funny. <laughs> we have no morals. Thought, so. Well, well, I thought that was funny because, like, uh, it was just reported, "Hey, this guy admitted to bullying in his youth, and uh, he resigned." And then you read the the articles that go into more detail, and like, oh, damn, this guy's fucked yeah, up. Yeah. So, so when you said that to me, I was like, okay, he was he was bullying. Lots of people bully us. Like that's that's the reality, right? Like, yeah. lots and lots of people bully at school. And I was like, okay, he bullied at school, sucks. But I didn't read like too much into it. And then when I read this part, I was like, what the fuck? So Oyamada told Quick Japan magazine in 1995 how he had confined a classmate in a cardboard box and forced a boy with an intellectual disability to eat his own feces and masturbate in front of other children. He made similar comments in another magazine interview a year earlier. So this isn't your regular, yeah, this isn't your regular, you know, teasing somebody. Like, even like consistent teasing and like bullying like throughout years is not or it probably is really bad like it, it, no 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 doesn't isn't probably really is very bad it's very bad but this just goes into the what the fuck twisted territory of like beyond regular bullying of like calling names and even like fighting like 
that that's this is just what the fuck. Yeah. So what did you think? Uh I thought it was amazing that he tried to fight this for like a week because the story. Keith, can we just cut that? I thought it was amazing. Just right there. <laughs> Why? <laughs> go, 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 okay, go, go, sorry. No, I, I thought it was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it again. I thought I thought it was incredulous that yes. <laughs> incre- incredulous that he tried to defend this for we well, did try to defend it. Basically, the story was ongoing for about a week because, you know, it happens these days. If you've done something bad in the past, it's going to come up. People are going to dig this shit up. And he basically tried to do the, oh, I apologize. I was young. You know, I, I was stupid. And I and I completely understand what I said was wrong. And he tried And he tried to just apologize and go on. But the Internet, um, the, whatever, the public pressure, it didn't stop. It didn't stop. And eventually he got to the point where I don't know if he felt he had to or if the Olympic community felt he had to. But again, you know, look at the, look at the precedent. Everyone who brings controversy and shame upon the Olympics, they re- they retire, whether they're guilty or not. In this case, he he's, he actually admitted to being guilty, so it seems pretty obvious. I, he, I mean, like guy, he, he went on record saying all this shit like, a bunch yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, yeah. They, they caught him in uh, what's the text version of 4K? They they caught him in high definition font. I don't yeah. know. Uh, so terrible. They caught him in they caught him in five hundred DPI print. Yes, that's that's better. Uh, but the, yeah. the thing is, right? Like, if if he just beat up some kids, I feel like it wouldn't have been as big of a deal, right? Like, if he if was he just, just beating up other kids, yeah, regular bullying, like stealing the lunch money and like roughing him up. Yeah, yeah. roughing him up. You know, calling him names. I that's bad. But like, I could believe you've changed as a human being. But I don't know if I could believe yeah. he changed. Like this makes me not even want to listen to his music. That's how bad this is. Like that's fucked up. Yeah, that's like if someone says, "Yeah," and I and I also like burned cats as a kid. Like, are you a psycho? Yeah, like it's like, pushing it, it, psycho territory. I think it's encroaching, you know, very closely on psycho territory. Yeah. So uh, obviously, obviously, he had to step down. So that that was the latest international controversy. I think, but there's there's also some like uh, uh, so that's what went abroad. But there's if you want to hear more, there's uh, also more like uh, domestic controversy that didn't make the waves, such as so so how okay so okay was it more about him I, or in I, general? I that was... No, no, in general. Oh, okay, in general. I thought I thought there was more to this story. I was like, how how can there be more? All right, all right. So around the same time, there was also a controversy that so so we said that you can't attend. The games, right? There's gonna be no audiences. Yeah, not even the message. But apparently, they're trying to get. But apparently, they're trying to get around it a little bit in a way where they're allowing some school children from, like, uh, I don't know, like from uh, like middle schoolers or like uh, or grade schoolers. They're allowing them to go to the games as as fans or something like that. And I don't know what the logic is behind that because like kids can spread COVID too. They just are less likely to die from it, but they can catch it and spread other people. So the logic behind that is already a bit flawed, but whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll not even address Japan's, that Japan's um, COVID response has had no logic to it. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're going to say, hey, kids, oh, you, you guys can't di- you guys can't die, so so come to these games. We'll let you like come to these games for free and cheer. So they were going to be able to uh, attend these soccer matches, but apparently some of the material sent out by the school board said, hey, please ensure any plastic bottle drinks brought are Coca-Cola products. And Coca-Cola, as as we all know, is uh, I don't know if they're like a top tier sponsor or they're second tier sponsor, but they are a huge sponsor. The biggest, probably. Them McDonald's are the biggest. And and, yes, 
So, so not only was Coca not only was Coca Cola not cheap enough to give these kids like free Coca Cola, like man, if you want them to like hold Coca Cola bottles at games, just like fucking give it to them. They're they're literally told the parents to like, hey, just, just pack some Coca Cola. Yep. So, so hang on, here's the thing, right? And, and, and but but okay, yeah, yeah. Doesn't Coke make water? Like, aren't there water brands of Coke? So technically, yeah, just, I think I think they make Dasani. I don't know which ones are in Japan, but over here, Mount Franklin. Is Mount Franklin worldwide? Mm. Or is that just Australian? I'm not sure. Never, uh, never. Heard it, of it must be just an Australian, you know, part of Coke. And anyway, late, later they clarified that it's more. It was it was only a branding thing. It's like it was br- bringing plastic bottles other than Coca Cola is banned. Remove the labels if they are from other companies. But that's not what the original letter said. Like the original letter they sent out to like the parents said, bring Coca Cola. That that's that's what the uh, so I don't know it's honestly I honestly it's probably a messaging issue but it it was pretty fucking dumb nonetheless yeah so here's the funny thing about that whole like beyond just bring Coca Cola about letting school children go is I was watching the J League like a day ago maybe two days ago and there were fans there was like like a, a non small amount of number of fans maybe like five thousand people maybe in the stadium so like. It's kind of like weird how I guess because the Olympics is you know world facing, whereas J League, most of the viewership is Japanese. That they needed to show, hey, hang on, we're actually mm-hmm. taking this COVID thing seriously. We're not going to let fans in. Whereas you know J League and baseball and all those other sports outside of the outside of it can just have fans without a problem. Yeah. All right. I think that's almost all of the uh, major controversy. Like, and there's probably more. This is just like what I scrapped together in a couple of days. I, I actually went on Japanese Twitter to, to look for these kind of things, but that's how I found some of the stories that didn't really make the rounds in America. But uh, sorry, around the world. But yeah, it's it's been a shit show. It's it's been a shit show. Yeah. But maybe maybe now maybe now we could. Well, it's been such a shit show that. Uh, so, so here's another bit of like, uh, whatever fake news correction. So it, it was reported in, in the in the Western media that Toyota was pulling ads from the Olympics. So they're not pulling ads per se, but they read the room in Japan. They they did they did kukiomi. They read the air, and uh, they found out yeah people fucking hate this. So they've decided not to run Olympic specific ads, but they will be running regular ads in Japan. So, so it's not as like, uh, I feel like some of you may have seen the story make the rounds where they said, like, it's where they said like Toyota's not playing ads at all, but no, no, it's, they're not playing those, like those feel goods, cheesy Olympic ads. And only in Japan. But they will be playing only in ads. Japan. Outside yeah. of Japan, they're still doing Right, it. right. Right. But that makes sense though, because like, look at the polls. Like as, as again, like as we saw in the polls, like, America is actually like fifty percent. Yeah, they're, fi- they're, they're over fifty percent of people are pretty split. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Toyota North America, they they gave a quote saying that no, 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 this is only for Japan. Like we're gonna go with our marketing as as planned. So this is only Japan. But I mean, it does continue a trend of like it, in Japan, this is so unpopular that the CEOs and executives of these these major sponsors, these top tier sponsors, are not going to attend. I think last I checked, it was Toyota, PNG. Panasonic and uh, I think a couple more joined on since I last updated our document. But yeah, it's it's like four or five of the major sponsors. They're not they're not going to attend the ceremonies. Mm. Uh, the, the executives and you know like that's like honestly like you might you might think well, you know why why does that matter? But it is like in, in a certain way, it's a symbolic gesture to show that you disapprove of this in, in some kind of way. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty massive. I, I was surprised at that level. 
Like, I understand not playing the ads, but I was surprised they took it to that level. Which show, just shows like how negatively, you, you know, uh, negatively the Japanese public are seeing this. That it that it reaches the level where a, a company like Toyota, who you know normally has like some sort of, I guess you could say immunity from bad press kind of thing in Japan, just because of how large of a company it is, has like gone to that level. The, the the funny thing is right, and to, to continue the fake news uh, story and to bring it more into like, hey, the Olympics are about to start, but don't worry, the wild ride never ends. So yeah, this this month the rounds went that um, fake news rounds went that uh, they were giving anti-COVID sex beds to the athletes. <laughs> so okay. actually, I actually heard about this that the fact that so I, I'm yeah go. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that we can get into the the funnier controversies now, the ones that that aren't as like that aren't as uh as serious. Yeah. So this one was uh the fact that that all the beds in the Olympic athletes village, which is basically if you don't know, in the Olympics all the athletes live in one village usually. Um and I'm going to be made out of cardboard. This was announced like ages ago and you know, the Olympics even did like a tour of not the Olympics, the Japanese Olympic Committee. They even did a tour of the athletes, you know, village and like showed all the cardboard uh, beds. And they were very proud of these cardboard beds because they were like, "Oh, look at our cardboard beds. They're biodegradable, etc., etc., etc." So when you know everyone leaves, we yeah, can get was, rid of them and it's all good. Yeah. But then somebody on this, Twitter, this was like a, this was an environmentalism play, yeah. right? Like this, this is supposed to be like, like sustainability. We're not going to like cut down trees. We're going to do something, yeah, sustainable. Yeah. So, uh, but somebody on Twitter, I don't exactly know how this idea spread but somebody said that the reason why there are cardboard beds is because they by the way the olympics are infamous for the amount of sex that goes on in these villages it's basically an orgy but sadly as um the new south wales government has shown orgies are off the table when covid's around clearly um so yeah somebody spread the fact that you know uh these beds were anti-covid sex beds meaning they wouldn't not the fact not not the fact they spread the joke they spread the joke. The joke? Well, I, 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 some people believe it, right? Well, well, that's that's the thing. I, I feel like this story was entirely. It's like indicative of how fake news works. Like people don't really particularly care about the facts. If it's if it sounds good or funny, they're just gonna believe yep, it. That's, so, yeah, that's so how the joke I love my that. Life. Yeah, the joke that these beds are made of cardboard so they can't support the weight of uh, two people fucking is like that was a joke. And people took it seriously because it sounds, I don't know, it's, it's funny, man. It, it's pretty funny that if it, if it was real, it, it would be hilarious. Yeah. I guess. But yes. Yeah. I want to know but how it's not. It, 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 it isn't true. It's, they're, they're just made out of carbon for biodegradable reasons. And they're clearly can, can take a lot of weight because, you know, this uh, some Irish gymnast took a video of him just basically stomping yeah, on yeah. the bed, jumping up I've, I've seen a lot of TikTok show. Olympics propaganda. Of people in the Olympic Village taking TikToks on my feed now, yeah. I'm calling it propaganda. I mean, I mean, it adds, adds like uh, to be honest, like they could reduce waste even more. If they slept didn't on have the bed, slept on, slept on the floor. floor. I knew you were gonna say that. Slept I knew on the floor. it. Slept on the, if they, if only, if only, if only, yeah, if only. And, and, so anyway, to, to turn this into like an actual uh, serious direction again, or semi-serious, I guess. So, so the thing is that. There is actually a sex controversy going on in the Olympics, which is that the Tokyo Olympics are just saying, hey, guys, please don't have sex. So they are, 
so this is one of the another one of those things where the messaging and the reality are so different. It's like you know the same. Oh, like hey, oh, I totally didn't uh, bribe these IOC members to get to uh, get the Olympics, but I'm going to resign anyway because it's shameful to be accused. Being a, so this is one of the same similar situations. They're giving out 160,000 condoms, which is also, by the way, much less than the 450,000 they gave out at the Rio games, the Rio de, Rio de Janeiro games. But they're also telling, they're also giving them out, basically telling them, like, guys, these are just like, I don't know what the exact wording is. The, the wording, they didn't say souvenirs themselves, but they basically imply that they're they souvenirs. Take them home. Saying, hey, yeah, take them home. Yeah, yeah, these are these. Oh, no, they said these are for HIV awareness. Okay, this is this is the quote. I found it. The distribution of condoms is not for use at the athletes' village, but to have athletes take them back to their home countries to aware- raise awareness of HIV and AIDS. So, one hundred sixty thousand, which is already one third of what they provided for free at the Rio Olympics, and they're also saying, "No, you're not supposed to use them here. You're supposed to use them to, like, you know, tell people to have safe sex back at home." Good messages. So that is, uh, I guess, it's not really a controversy, but it, it's kind well, of, it's kind of he, dumb. Here's the thing, right? Um... The, yeah. the other thing is the fact that these are like ultra thin condoms made of polyurethane. No, 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 they're not. They're not. They, they were supposed to be. No, that's, no, but I, I thought those 160,000 ones, that's why they're te- te- telling them to take them back home now. I, no, I no, 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 no. Okay. No, you misunderstood. The controversy is that, so apparently this is like a big marketing opportunity for the condom makers in that country. So apparently, if they had made 450,000 of them and if they had told them, yeah, yeah, guys, go wild, then it would have been a great marketing opportunity for Japanese condom makers. So so, so this is a quote from uh, from this article from the uh, Business Insider. Oh, no, wait, this is from, uh, I think it's Newsweek. Four, four Japanese manufacturers have been banking on the game to market their specialty. Their specialty. Ultra-thin condoms made of polyurethane that are said to heighten the pleasure of safe sex. But according to AFP, games requirements mean they are only permitted to distribute Latex-based versions, which are, which some have described as offering an inferior experience. So they they they've also just they've. So so one, why is there a requirement? It, that, why why can't they? Own... I don't. I I guess they just don't want Olympic athletes creating superhumans. That's that's my only explanation. Like they just don't want there to be superhuman Olympic athletes, and then we just evolve the human race every eighteen years. Were these super athletes that were born from Olympic Games villages? Wait, wait. So, so the games they give you shitty, like the, the shitty condoms, because like they, they're they're resigned to the reality that people are going to have sex, but they don't want it to be too good, because then they might have too much sex. So they're like, okay, you know what? You, we want you to have like a reasonable amount, but if we give you these like these uh high quality, I don't know these these deluxe condoms, you guys are going to have too much sex. Is, is that take, the logic? Yeah, it's going to take away from the lust. Of the games, luster, yeah. And, and, anyway, so <laughs> yes, yeah. So the the quote the quote continues. When I learned about the requirement, I thought, "Oh my god, can that be right?" An industry source told AFP, "We had really counted on being able to offer these ultra thin ones." So wow, I I didn't know they were they were fucking over the uh, fucking okay whatever. Once again, the Olympics are fucking and, over. A local uh, business. The, 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 I know, I know. Four, four condom, four prophylactic makers. <laughs> you know, you know. I, I, I want to keep running with my analogy. Here. Let's let's just assume, right? I, I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that if we go with the whole sex thing, 
that eventually we get to the superhumans that make the X Men. Oh. I think that's how the I don't know the um, mythology of the X Men um, narrative, but I'm just gonna that's my new law. My new law is somewhere in the distant future, Olympic organizers don't hand out enough condoms, eh. and that's how the X Men are born. So I'm gonna posit a theory that handing out the condoms works really well because I haven't yet to see an Olympian whose backstory is, yeah, I was like an accident baby at like the Olympics 20 years ago. I have, I have yet to hear that story. You're gonna Maybe hear that I'm in 20 years. Attention. It should have happened already. The Olympics has been going on for 100 years, man. You think you think people weren't having like casual sex back in I don't know wait, when were women allowed to compete? Let me look this up. Dude, when did we, when? I, I feel like the thing is that these kids already. Oh no! Wow. Hey, hey, hey! For for as as much as the Olympics are shit, women have been allowed to compete since 1900. Not bad. When did the Olympics start? Uh, let me see. Uh, like I don't know, man. Fuck. You, you, stop making me look shit up. Oh, the second Olympics. Second Olympics. The second Olympics. So the first Olympics. Yeah. So. So, so 1896, they they were a little bit, they were a little, still bit like they, you know, they, back on the. They times. wanted to preserve. It was 1800s. It was the fucking 1800s after all. Okay, yeah. man, it was 1800s. But, but once once it, we went to 1900, you know, we, we start. We got with the times. Okay, so the 1900s were the good good times, good vibes. I, I'm I'm sure it happened. Let's I'm go, sure it happened. Yeah, yeah. I'll, so let's let's go to some more. Uh, unless unless you want you want to stay up, yeah, like one more. Any final comments on, on the sex topic? Nah, I'm all I'm all sexed out. I, I don't I don't want to stay too long on it because I feel like this is the thing that like, everyone talks about, right? It's a little bit cliche. It, it's like the joke. It's the overdone joke. I I feel like sometime like maybe it was like Sydney. I feel like Sydney Olympics was like when it, it became like a big media story. Where it would be or before that, it was a thing that you couldn't talk about because it was wasn't polite. Yeah. But I guess around then it became a thing where it's like, oh, you know what, well, you know, like, we we can talk about this. Everyone knows it, and it just became this funny joke that everyone told every Olympics, and now it's become like a tired story. So I I, I didn't want to be the podcast that's going over like the, that's going over retreaded ground. Okay. So we we want to push the fresh, the only the freshest stories. <laughs> no, I'm not not really because I, I feel like this next story also made the <laughs> only the polyurethane media. stories. So, also recently, a, a story broke: a plague of oysters threatens canoeing and rowing events. So, I, I found this to be pretty hilarious. So, they were going to hold the canoeing and rowing events in Tokyo Bay. They had they had like a certain area they had like cordoned off for these events, but apparently they didn't realize that oysters would invade the event. And why are oysters a problem? It's because I guess to maintain ideal conditions for rowing events, you got to control the waves so there's not like a shit ton of waves coming back and in. So you put up these floats, you put up a bunch of floats that apparently control the waves or stabilize them so they're not too high. But these oysters start attaching themselves to these floats and mass, just dragging them down. So, so far, they've removed 14 tons of oysters. And apparently they're not just like regular oysters. They're uh, Mag Magaki oysters. I'm not a... I'm not a I'm not an oyster fan, so I couldn't tell you like, whether these are good or not. But according to this article by CNN, they're delicacies, and uh, and they can't even sell them because they weren't raised by like you know uh, actual like you know agri fish whatever not agricultural. What what do you, what, do you, what would you call this? Like how do you do agriculture fish not, fish farming? Is so for for 
what's 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 the yeah what's the word for uh oceanic whatever yeah whatever it it what it wasn't raised in accordance by any government regulation so they can't even sell them they're just like really really nice high quality oysters that are attacking their their floats yeah i think it's just called ocean and they farming. just can't do marine farming okay yeah by by marine farming standards so yeah that that's just another example of like even nature hates even nature hates the olympics yep so so i i just want to say like how they fix that now do they just have to keep doing it yeah it's just, it's just a cost uh, yeah, incurring, i, I, I don't like, understand like how i don't have no idea how oysters like reproduce right like how quickly are we talking yeah. oyster are, are they are they fucking like bunnies you know like are they, are they are they having polyurethane condoms there? Like, what's what's the go? Are you are you asking me like oysters fuck? No, no. I, I, yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah, I am. Okay. Do oysters? <laughs> do, you, do you suppose they're one of those species that, that that can go that can go both ways depending on the temperature of the water? It's like, hey, it's like twenty three degrees. Now they're all male. Is it one of those species? I have no idea. I, was, I thought you were going to tell me. Why am I telling you? I asked the question. I, I, I'm stalling so you can look it up. Okay, so so okay, you know, I, I, I'll, I'll continue this. A male oyster, I'll, I'll wait, wait, this is actually hilarious. A male oyster releases hundreds of thousands of sperm balls, each containing approximately two thousand sperm. Females then bring the sperm into their shells through respiratory action and fertilize their eggs internally. I I'd never have guessed this. It's also it's got right. something to do with temperature. You were right. When ocean temps hit about okay. 68 degrees Fahrenheit, oysters automatically release sperm and eggs into the water, which then meet to form into larvae. So yeah. Oh, maybe, you know what? Maybe this is a global. Maybe this is a global warming story. Who knows? That actually might be. A, that could be true because it'll be hotter earlier during the year in the water. Like, you know what? Right. Global warming once again striking. This is why Japan's fixing that right. with cardboard beds. But Wax wants to take this one one step further. I just want to highlight that by having no beds. That's what's gonna save okay. the world. All right. All right. So uh, also, uh, in another example of nature hating the Olympics, apparently bear attacks are on the increase in Japan. Like apparently this year marks a record in bear attacks. So, so this that would have happened without the Olympics, but because it's a record year uh, for bear attacks in Japan, there have been bear sightings at, at the parks where there is going to be softball games. So that so. I wouldn't say there was a bear attack at at us at an Olympic game, but it's a risk now because they've been sighted around the venues. That's really what I want to see is a bear at the Olympic. You know, I would watch. I have no as you know aspirations to watch the softball, but if I was promised bears at the softball, I I, I, could, I could get it. I could I could be vibing to that now. I could watch it. That's that's what softball. I is. didn't real yeah yeah. I didn't realize that like uh, bears were so. Um, well, I didn't realize that Japan had big bears. These are like these are like giant brown bears. Yeah, they're like, they're not like the shitty like. Yeah, I didn't know that. I I thought they only had like shitty black bears like, like that, that they have in like most of Asia, which are like you know you know you know you wait. There's no bears in Australia, right? No, no bear. Only only drop drop bears, you know. Yeah, so, so so like black bears are the ones that are like they'll just get like they'll get scared and run away, and the grizzly, the brown bears are the ones that'll just fucking kill you. Yeah. So I I, I didn't realize they had brown bears in Japan, so I was kind of surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the thing the thing is when you go um when you go hiking in Japan, you're supposed to like they 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 usually try and sell you some 
some like anti-bear, like spray and anti-bear scent kind of thing that you're supposed to put in yourself. It smells so fucking bad, by the way. I just want to say I, 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 I used it once. It was terrible. Like, disgusting. But that, that, is one of my, that was one of my fears, walking to a bear. Because, right, how, how do you avoid a bear, right? Like, apparently, they're very fast. They can climb trees. So it's not like you can just climb a tree. So apparently, so, so what I heard is that if they, they feel that you're a threat and they want to kill you, then you're fucked. But the, the reason what you're supposed to do in very sort of like a counterintuitive way, or, or at least it seems counterintuitive to you, is you want to seem like a threat. You, you want to make yourself big and you want to like make noises and try to threaten them. It's basically like how, uh, so the logic, of the way I've heard it explained is that, you know, like if there's like an annoying yapping dog. Or, or like a weasel, let's say you you could kill like a small weasel like pretty easily, right? Like, but you it would fuck you up. Are we going, are, right? are, would are we going you. back to the whole that um that poll about which animals could you kill? Could you beat in a fist fight? Right back, right? If you go back to that, it's like it's it's like you could beat most of them, but like you wouldn't escape you wouldn't escape uns- unscathed, right? They would get in some licks, and from the bear's point of view. You want to make it. You want to make yourself like a really, really annoying animal that might be. It's just too much trouble to to handle. So yes, if they, if it wanted to fuck you up, it, it would fuck you up. But um, yeah, that's what they say. The way they say is like you should make yourself big, and then it'll just run away because it's just want, doesn't want to deal with you. But they also say that if it's protecting its its cubs, then you're fucked, and you're, you're, you're just dead. dead because oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. If they think you're threatening their cubs, then you're just fucking dead. Right. Cool. You you know what I I do want to I've never seen a bear in the wild but I do want to see one but I also don't want to die to a bear I, I need by the way I am not a I am not a wildlife expert so I no, I, no. I cannot I, uh, I, I am not I'm not liable I'm not liable for for yeah. any uh, bodily bodily harm or death that occurs this, because you follow my this advice or allegedly advice that you should follow yes allegedly I heard this on the radio somewhere yeah okay. So I think we have one right. last story that we need to talk about. Well, we thought, yeah, well, it's it's the one that maybe uh, resonates with ads the most. <laughs> yeah. So a Ugandan weightlifter goes missing and leaves a note saying he doesn't want to return to Uganda. So Ugandan weightlifter Julius Sekitor. Try to say this name. I'm not. <laughs> I, that, that's good enough for me. Sekitoleko. Sekitoleko. Say it a couple of times. Julius Sekitoleko. Failed to qualify for the Tokyo Olympics this week. Then on Friday, he disappeared. I found it weird that they transported these athletes to the Olympic Games, did the tests or whatever, like the competition, while they were there. Why didn't they just do it at home? Oh. I, I was very confused about this. Part. Okay, to add like another story to this, so this, so just to show that the incompetence of the Olympics isn't limited to you know the people in Tokyo in the Tokyo committee. It's just, it's just like a, it's just a thing throughout. Like each each country is like that athletics committee and each individual sport. Like they're, they're all incompetent. I don't want to generalize, but the incompetence can happen anywhere. That's what I should say. Turns out the, the human race is incompetent. Can, yes, it can occur anywhere. So the Polish swimming team they didn't understand the rules correctly, so they brought it brought six more people than they thought than they could, than they could. Like they literally didn't know how many people they could bring. Nice. They brought six people, and then Japan was like, "No, that's that's not not the rules." You guys have to go back. So yeah, they actually fucked that up. So that's why I don't. That's why I'm not surprised that this guy went there, didn't qualify, and had to go back. Yeah, I, I, that that was the most interesting part, other than the fact that he didn't disappear. But he's been found now. He's he's been found. It's an update. 
Oh, wait, 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 wait. So, so can you tell the, so tell me, so the story before he got found was he left a note saying he, he didn't want to go back to Uganda because life there was too hard. And he left a note to the effect of, you know, I want to work and stay here before he disappeared. So he, his intent was to become like a, like a undocumented immigrant yes. using the Olympics as a way to, to escape. By the way, this is not like an uncommon thing. It, it happens like it, it's happened throughout the decades through sports. So this is not like a, a weird mm-hmm. thing. So, so what happened? I, I didn't hear an update. Uh, he was found somewhere in, I think, Shibuya. And they've deported him now. So, oh, RIP the dream. Oh, oh. So, so this this is, you know, reducing my hope for doing the exact same thing when I go on a holiday, allegedly. Um, but I, I feel like um, I'll, have, I'll be better planned than this dude. This dude seemed like spur of the moment. I feel like if I come there with a plan, allegedly, I, I can survive for longer. Allegedly. So are there any details about his capture? Like where was, like where he was fleeing to? I mean, it was captured. He I didn't mean, even like, like leave what, Tokyo. He was still in Tokyo, so clearly, uh, like he didn't put too much effort into this. So I, I guess we could have. So yeah, like he was found. Let me find exactly where he was found. No, 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 uh, no, no. The Mie Prefectural Police in Central Japan said a 20-year-old weightlifter, Julius Sakitaleko, was in the city of Yokaichi. Yokaichi, whatever, uh, 105 miles east of his host town in western Japan. So uh, it, it does I mean, seem it like he bit, tried to... It went a bit far, far but I would have just went like to fucking... To like some random city in like Niigata Prefecture or something, you know, like to really get out of there. Yeah. Yokai, Yokaichi, population 300,000. Yeah, it's pro- probably too big. You, you gotta go to like a mountain. You can't. You can't be in a city, man. Okay, so like if we were to really plan it out, that's that's the wax our full recommendation. Go to the mountains, okay? Because the police won't. I mean, that, that's. I mean, that was your plan anyway, right? Yeah. You, you were just gonna. Well, well, you wanted to go to like a, the middle of nowhere mountain town anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Like it's it it lines up for me allegedly. That's what I'm gonna do. So brilliant. Um, do you have any final yeah, comments? This, this guy stole your. This guy stole your plan, and now now, now Japanese are ready. Yeah, they, they, they fucking. It, it won't even be like an, an an international controversy, even though I'm a nobody. I'm not even an Olympic weightlifter. I can't even get it in international news. He vaccinated Japan against you. Yeah, just no comment. Basically, base. no comment. Basically, <laughs> basically, basically. All right. So. All right. All right. So. All right, so that that's all the fucked up. Sh- that's all the funny fucked up shit I could find in a couple of days. I'm sure there's more, but um, yeah, that, that's what I got. Yeah. So if you want to listen to fucked up shit, listen to Cornelius. No, I'm joking. I'm actually not going to recommend the song of his. Instead, <laughs> I'm going to recommend a song called "Beds Are Burning" by Midnight Midnight Oil, which is a song I re- I mentioned a couple episodes ago about the whole. Uh, it was played at the Sydney Game Olympic Games closing ceremony thing. And it was a big controversy. Sorry, sorry, what's it? Wait, 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 what's it again? Beds are burning. Why was it a controversy? By Midnight Oil. It was. Beds it was about burning. um. <laughs> it was about Australia's uh, you know, Australia's treatment of Aboriginal and Indigenous and Torres Strait Islander people. So that's what the song's about. Ah, so big media oh, controversy. okay. So okay, okay. So so the song has like it has a very uh, it has a conscious message. Yeah, and I don't think um, they were supposed to play it when they were. Uh, when they were um, invited to right. to play, but it's, okay, I, I I thought it was I thought it was another hilarious yet overdone joke about the uh, the copious amounts of sex being had. Nope, beds are unfortunately burning, and as far as I know, they weren't on the floor. 
S. Okay. Okay. So Midnight Oil Better Burning, that's your recommendation. Yep. I'm gonna recommend I'm gonna recommend um not one song, but it's basically a, a, a suite of songs. All of John Williams' uh Olympic fanfare, Olympic spirits, I'm on the heroes. Just the entire collection of John Williams' songs they play for the Olympics. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Or just like an NBC only thing? I think it's an NBC only thing. But yeah, I, I'll listen to him. I oh. want to get in the spirit of the Olympics. Well, I, well, this, well, this is like, let's just make like a, a subtopic before we end. So, what songs do they play during the Olympics in Australia on a national broadcaster? Is it just like generic music? Like generic Does the composer music. have. Okay, so there's nothing iconic. It changes every yeah, year. Probably. I can't think of anything. Okay. So so basically, I don't know how this this arrangement works, but I guess at some point in time, like John Williams was was teed up to write this like a bunch of like epic sounding music for the Olympics, and now that's become like just like Star Wars, just like Superman, just like any of his other tracks for the movies, it's become permanent permanently attached in people's minds in America to the Olympics. Like his music is a synonymous with the Olympics now. So I I had actually thought that was going to be the same case around the world, but I guess this is only like in an American thing with, with, with like one broadcaster NBC I guess ads oh never mind ads said wax end the podcast I need to eat yeah <laughs> okay sorry I didn't see it Keith what's your song uh, I will recommend uh, feels like home 2019 single from Bia Miller featuring Jesse Reyes. Okay. Sounds good. Keith, to end, what do you think about this pod where I actually did preparation and we stayed somewhat focused? Did you think it was better? Do you think it was worse? I thought it was good. I think it's, uh, (laughs) I think (laughs) like no hating on like the rest of the episodes. Uh, Like they're also good, but I like the structure. I thought it was good. Did you learn something? Did you actually feel like you were you were being edified? Uh, well, I mean, I like I I see most of the stuff before we talk about it, but yeah. All right, all right. Well, that sounds good. Maybe that's something we'll be doing more going forward. You know, give us your feedback. Tell us what you think. If you like it, maybe I'll actually put in some more work, guys. All right. See you next wait, time. Wait, wait, wait. Quickly before we end, have you watched any of the uh the events that have happened so far? No, I don't have fucking TV. Okay, well, <laughs> not getting into that. I have, I did watch some of the the Sweden uh, U.S. women's soccer match. Uh, the Olympics mm-hmm. without fans is like worse than any other sporting event without fans. And I feel oh, like really? as soon as they decided that they didn't, they couldn't have fans, they should have just canceled the event. Wait, what makes it worse than any other event without fans? Like, I feel like it, it, it's still soccer, right? It's like, so, like, I thought it'd be equally as bad as soccer without fans, which was pretty bad. Yeah, but it's like, it's not, it's like two national teams competing in an empty arena. It just feels like a friendly. It yeah, doesn't, well, like, thing. it doesn't appear mm-hmm. like an international competition. I'm back. So here's the thing about the, here's the thing about Olympic competition. Uh, it's low key not good without a crowd because generally the crowd is just there to watch Olympics, so they may not really care about the uh, the game. So, so sometimes if it's like a lower level, like a low, early stages event for a sport that's not very popular, 
the crowds like they may not they may not even know what to cheer for. So I feel like obviously having a crowd is better, but I don't think Olympic crowds are particularly good in general. But okay, but take this into account, right? You you know about the the track record of the the U.S. women's national team, right? I do, but I don't know if Japanese yeah, do. They got destroyed three zero by Sweden in the opening they game. They were like a forty four game win streak. They, okay. if that game had a crowd, I'm not going to say that the U.S. play would play better if they had a crowd. But if Sweden had a crowd in that, that atmosphere would have been ridiculous. So you think if they're like traveling fans from Sweden who understood the magnitude of the of the day, and they were like doing the cheering, that would have been huge. Yeah, like I think that like it just needs fans. It feels the Olympics feel extra weird without that, like the nationalism from the fans. Alright. You know what? I you know, I I I get it. But I, I don't understand your point in terms of like why it's more important than any other sport uh, this sporting event, but it definitely sucks. Well it's it's not that it's I think all sporting events are bad without fans. Mm-hmm. But the Olympics just feels worse. Like it feels different. Like mm-hmm. like it it doesn't feel like the Olympics without fans. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll try to catch some games. I, I I don't know if I can watch anything without having Peacock or whatever, but maybe I'll I'll, try, I'll see if I can, I can watch some games. Yeah, we'll talk. Well, about well the it. thing is, right? Like that game is gonna. That game was a. It was a group stage game, so it's gonna get bigger as as it goes on. Yeah, that was. It was like the opening group stage match, yeah. and they got like decimated. That was good. I I don't like the women's team. For, for <laughs> the U.S. women's team, the US, I don't like it. I still feel bad about that sm- the right. destruction of Thailand. <laughs> oh god. Okay, that's a topic for another day. You know what? You know, maybe next week, if this goes well, we'll do an- another theme Olympics roundup about what's going wrong and maybe about what's going right for a change. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Give us your feedback. Tell us what we tell us if you like it. Bye bye. Later. All right.